Hi. Hello. And welcome to Grad Student's Guide to Murder. We're back. We are back. Just um, when you thought we were going to be out of here. <laughs> we back. <laughs> we switched days, so we no longer record Wednesday or Thursday or whatever day. We're trying to uh, appear... Trying to schedule We're this trying thing. We're trying to schedule it on Sunday nights. So that gives us like the weekend to research a murder. Yeah. So here we are on our new podcast night. Um, so it'll be up for listening on Monday, right? Yeah. Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day. Start your Monday with murder. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> See what you did there. Yes. Um, should we introduce ourselves? Nah. <laughs> I, I ask that like every so often and you're always like, no. They, if they don't know by now, they don't need to know. But you want new listeners, right? Yeah. Yeah. But... So in case anyone like picks up late, we should say like, we're grad students studying geology. We're fascinated by murder. That's it. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's the introduction. That's the tweet. Um, on Friday... <laughs> At our department virtual happy hour on Discord, which is like Zoom and Slack and everything put together in one really complicated interface, um, we met like the new graduate students in our geology program, and you made a plug for our podcast. So just in case we, yeah, exactly. Just in case we have any new listeners and they're starting with the most recent episode, this is for them. Yes. Welcome. And I guess we should explain what we do. Mm -hmm. Basically, we read. Crazy, wild, unbelievable, but true crime stories. We read you a Wikipedia article on murder. <laughs> <laughs> but with, uh, you know, some little, color thrown yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> some, try, uh, try to make it fun. Try to make it interesting. With some mispronunciation sometimes or sometimes an incorrect Listen, uh, detail. We, we are not professionals. No, okay? far from it. And if you came here for uh, a hell of a performance or accuracy a well polished or professionalism this ain't it this is we're not exactly the lean mean machine what, over here what you could do is is they could do what z if they want to know about something look it up yourself look it up yourself you've got the tools <laughs> um yeah okay so that's that on that we also talk about some grad student things oh we do yes we like we to, are grad students we like to lead with a grad student discourse on a different topic um Mostly that's just, like, we should rename it to, like, Complaining Corner, because that's really what it, it is. It will change, trust me. <laughs> there will be some times where we've got plenty of great things to say. Yeah, right? what are we going to do when you're not in grad school anymore in a few months? Celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The grad student Also, knock on wood on that, because... That's true. There has... It has been a roller coaster. It's been a hell of a ride. So... It's a hell of a pandemic... We, economy <laughs> we, we can't be surprised by anything at this point mm -mm. right that would be uh a mistake on our yeah, part it would be yeah speaking of you can't be surprised by anything anymore the news that's all i'm gonna say well, let's just say <laughs> i mean we don't try to be political on this podcast but when the president of the united states of america has contracted a deadly virus you can't not talk you about it. You can't not talk about it. That was... Wow. That was a... Um, dare I say high point of my week? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was an extreme moment of my week. Finding Honestly, out that. though, who knows what to think? Yeah. Is this good? Is this bad? Is this... What, what is this? What is happening? I, we haven't been in a situation like this 
uh, in a while. I'm not up on my, like, presidential history. Right. Obviously, there are some presidents who have, like, been ill or hospitalized and made it or didn't make it. Who was the one we were looking up the other night? Harrison died because of pneumonia, like, a month into his term. William Henry Harrison. Yeah, I don't know why I'm talking about, like, I'm I'm not saying anything about anybody dying. But just the idea that, like... It is a possibility. These things can happen. Um... Yeah, or I guess that, like, we don't know what this condition will lead to since it can be anything from, like, oh, you have no to mild symptoms to, like, this this is it for you. And let me rephrase this. When I I said, like, is this good, is this bad, uh, I am not a Trump supporter, (laughs) but obviously we hope the best. He is the president of the United States, and we hope the best for him that he gets well. But... As someone who is... Speak for yourself. Po- well, <laughs> well, I mean, because let's say he doesn't well, do well, I and just, we... I don't want turmoil or, like, discord, well, you know, and so... No. Well, I also yeah. don't want... I don't, I don't like it when anyone dies, but... Right. Or doesn't do well, mm-hmm. health-wise. But what I'm trying to say is, as someone who wants Biden to do well, because that's, that's my... That's what I hope, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's everyone's voting for someone. I'm... I, I basically just told you I'm looking for, <laughs> but that's what I want. In for me, like when I think about what what is gonna happen in the future, what do I want to happen in the future? Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think with this. Right. This is like. So that was like an endorsement, but not an endorsement. I'm endorsing. I'm endorsing Biden. Endorsements are not endorsements. Take it. Say. Take it or leave it. <laughs> you decide. Go vote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely go vote. Um, if you're not already registered, I think the deadlines are, like, starting now in most states. So, it's so easy to register now. Actually, I think I, is tomorrow? Tomorrow, for California, ours is later. Ours is, like, October 19th. I could be really wrong. I'll look it up. To register? Yeah. That seems pretty late. Yeah. Um, one moment. I should know this, because I keep staring at it. You can also look it up yourself if you You need to. You could look it up yourself, precisely. Um... Oh, yeah. Online, um, you have to register by October 19th. Yes. The deadline. Make sure so, you're registered. Also, you if you have already registered, double check. Mm-hmm. I checked my registration. Oh, yeah. And even though I got my registration notice in the mail, it hadn't processed. Mm-hmm. So I actually had to, I didn't re-register. I basically had to send like a reminder, hey... You know, process my registrations so that I at least know yeah. that I'm registered. The best place to do that is votesaveamerica.com. It's so easy. It takes like 30 seconds to like re-register or check if you're registered. Yeah, it is very easy. Do it. Um, that is, uh, yeah, that's that. <laughs> we don't get political begins well, like five minute long political I mean, discourse. The only really political thing about that is I basically said who I wanted to endorse. Yeah. But the, it is not, the right to vote is not political. No. Everyone should do it. That's true. That is bipartisan. Voting is voting. Mm-hmm. You vote for who you want. Yeah, sure can. Although if I had some advice, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what, what else? We went to the zoo today. Oh yeah, that, that was, was awesome. dope. Um, I was a little worried about it because we haven't done much since COVID started. We try to be very careful. We are. We're we're COVID conscious. Uh, 
What am I saying right now? I just we reserve tickets online, and yeah. there's an appointment set up for us, which we decided the best appointment was probably the first one yeah. of the day. Mm-hmm. Because there wouldn't be people overlapping appointments, yeah. etc. It was yeah. great. I was, it was so, well done. I was pleasantly surprised to see everybody. Like It was outdoors, and people were still wearing masks mm-hmm. and like nice giving and space. Out. Yeah. We were like in and out of there because there was nobody, so we could just basically like run and see all of the animals. And yeah, be, like peaceful. And out. it wasn't didn't take much, you know. No. Like, we have appointments. Yeah. You show up your appointment. We saw a freaking lion, like a male lion, mane and all. Like, yeah, amazing. Roaring. It was pretty cool. The roar that was, was probably incredible. The coolest thing I did this week. I've never heard a lion roar, and that was uh... deafening. Oof. Yeah, Amazing. he wasn't even like full on roaring no. either. That was like twenty percent. Yeah, you could feel it. Yep, a roar. It was, it was deep. Imagine if like if he was even doing like fifty percent. Yeah, you wow. would hear it. I don't know. But I can't imagine doing can't field imagine. work in Africa and all of a sudden <laughs> hearing that off in the distance. Whew. Dude. Whoo. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. So yeah, we kind of ventured out a little bit in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Sacktown? Sacto? <laughs> Sacto. Yeah, people say that. Sacto? Sac. <laughs> no, Sacto. Like Sacramento? Sacto? Oh, people say that? Yeah. That sounds weird. People. <laughs> that sounds weird. People write it like that, too. Like Sacto? Like an abbreviation? I'm, I'm gonna not. Yeah, no, no. I. Um, it's weird, but yeah, it's I, I didn't come up with it. <laughs> The first time I heard someone refer to Sacramento as SAC, mm-hmm. I was like, what? Yeah. Now it sounds normal, right? <laughs> it does sound sack. normal. <laughs> but it's but not it's, good. It's, yeah. uh, anyway. Okay. Um, what else? What else is going what on in our else? lives? We put up some lights We today. did. Oh, man. You, uh, why am I like having so many just like... I'm exhausted. It's 9.15. Everyone, let's have a great day. (laughs) Bagheera kept us up all night doing random shit, like scratching at things, so I can't think right now. Good thing it's my week to tell the story. This is going to be great. Um, But anyway, you were climbing on the ladder, and it was really rickety and uneven, and you, like, didn't almost fall, but the ladder almost fell a couple times. Like, you were fine. Yeah, I would have dismounted like a champ. (laughs) The ladder was doing the thing where it was like... At one point, you were like, why is it wobbling? And I was like, I don't know. Because I was holding I, the bottom and us, the top was swaying. None of us were moving. And I remember thinking, is this my first earthquake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like going like to side to side. Um, is the house moving too? What's moving? Well, because we wanted to get, um, you know, those like bistro lights. And we were hanging them from our like roof rooftop. Top, yeah. And so like all the way, like where the V of the roof is thing it was a good 15 yeah it was up there and so it was it it made me nervous because that ladder was not um steady and then the backyard is super uneven in the back it's gonna take like three years to to even (laughs) yeah we're not even gonna bother honestly it's it's hillier than the entire city of houston yes hillier than most so um yeah that was cool though we're starting some like backyard improvements which is big for us because obviously during uh, the pandemic, finding mm-hmm. your own outdoor space is paramount. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice word. Thank you. SAT word. Oh, yeah. Put it on yeah. the list. Be your own outdoor space. That's our suggestion. 
Yeah. Yeah. Find your beach. Find your beach. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about grad school, shall we? Yeah, we can try. <laughs> yeah. Well, we came up with a theme to talk about because each week we do like a different topic and we just quickly like devolve into shitting on grad school. Yes. Um, and there will be some things that we're going to, yeah, we're going to, uh, yeah, but talk we're going to, we, we, we try and like hit right between helpful, informative, and like critical. But we're real. If it, we yeah. say we say it how it is, man, we're not going to. So hopefully, it. if you're in grad school, particularly particularly studying geology, this will like resonate with you. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, then maybe you'll get some insight. Yeah. Um. So our topic is conferences, academic conferences. Yes, specifically geology conferences. Yes. Or any of the. Uh, so STEM. What this is, if you're not someone who goes to conferences regularly. Um, in non-COVID times, thousands of people, I mean, there can be hundreds on the, in the smaller conferences, yeah. but the big ones have thousands and thousands of people um, <laughs> assemble and listen to a bunch of talks from other academics and visit posters and have sessions. Mostly and research-related. Yeah, mostly research-related. But and the it's topics a week are wide-ranging. Like, geology packed. Your day starts at 8 a.m. and ends at, like, 10 p.m. every day for, for a, a week. full week. And it's, it's like, a convention, but times a thousand. Yeah. It would be like, well, I've never been to this, but I would imagine it would be like Comic-Con. Yes. But uh, I think there are a little bit more, nothing's required, mm-hmm. but... Uh, yeah, you want to network and as a much lot as possible. Of, like, yeah, a lot of networking for all stages of your career. Like even when you're like tenured, you don't oh, stop networking. Oh, yeah. um, and it's stressful for uh, you know young, um, early career people or grad students because you're trying to make connections and stuff like that. But you're kind of trying to establish yourself. In yeah. The and so you have all these like awkward dinners and happy hours and stuff where you're trying to talk to someone so that you can you know, collaborate with them or get mm-hmm. them to give you feedback on your research. And for me, who's like a little introverted, it it is exhausting by like day three. Well, I think anyone who's been in a position where most of the time, whatever I'm doing, I, I like to think that I'm just going to be myself and not worry about what people think of me. Mm-hmm. But during conferences is one of those few moments in life, whether it's an interview or whatever, that you're kind of like, I kind of want to make a good impression, and I'm gonna not show that I'm tired, right? Yeah. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be upbeat. I'm gonna have hold conversations with people when I normally wouldn't hold mm-hmm. a conversation with them. Um, I would go to certain things that normally I'd be like, eh, do I really need to go to this? And eh, I'll just, I'll just stick yeah, it out. Yeah, you don't pay attention to like if you're tired or hungry. Right. You just do. It what? Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> do I have to go to the bathroom? Am I hungry? Doesn't Am I matter. exhausted? Doesn't matter. I'm going yeah. to it. And I'm gonna give a hundred percent. That is the conference, and that is all day, every day. Yes, always wanting some water, and always having to pee, and always, like, wanting to cut this conversation short so that you can go start another one with someone more important, Mm -hmm. is the conference experience. Most people try to cut a conversation short so that they could just not have to talk to someone. (laughs) Well, that too. Probably that. But this is the, you know, conferences, they bring it out of you, man. Yeah. This is... Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, and And if you don't, I mean, it's okay to not, right? But for me, if I don't do that or if I have a night where I, like, go to bed early or or don't talk to someone, 
I don't know, you're kind of, like, made to beat yourself up about it, right? Like, yeah. oh, I didn't do what I was supposed to come here to do. Like, there, I didn't talk to that right. person. There's and... always something you feel like you missed out on, even though you spent all day, every day, yeah. basically, doing as much as you can. Yeah. And it's good to get feedback, like, if you give it poster or talk or whatever. Um, and mostly it's great. Like, people are helpful, people have ideas for you, but there's always somebody who has, like, more of a comment than a question or who has some, you know, oh, yeah. like I mean, you run douchey into, feedback for you and you're just right. like, you run into you. The, <laughs> you run into the, you know, workplace cliches, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but to lighten it up a little bit, they're great. I mm-hmm. mean, I would not be in the department that I'm in if mm-hmm. it wasn't for oh, that's true. Uh, going attending a conference, right? I would not, yeah. I wouldn't have even known that this was probably a place I should look into. Yeah. Um, I've also met certain people who, you know, now when I read their research, I actually can put a face in a yeah. personality to them. That part That's is big. cool about it. When you're, everyone has name tags and in our world in geology, um, you've kind of heard of everybody in your subfield even if you don't know them or know their work in detail, like you've read a paper with their name on it, mm-hmm. if they're somebody who's been in the field for a while. And so when you're at one of these big conferences and you're walking around and you're recognizing people's names from their name tags, you're like, oh my God, that that's that person. They're famous. It's kind of cool. It is cool. Um, yeah. But this it's year... It's also nice because usually things are... Hopefully, things are paid for by your department. Or yes, there are, there there's are a lot out there of freebies. You can to yes. If you can't. So, a lot of times, you're not really spending a lot of of your of your own money. That's not, that's like lab specific. So, every PI has their own policy on that. My advisor's policy is you have to eat anyway. So, she covers like lodging, but none of the meals because mm. you would be eating whether you were at the conference or not. Mm. And my argument is I would not be going out to fancy restaurants for a week straight, right? If I were eating not at the conference. But you're paying, wait, sorry, are you saying that you do? No. Just how, like, that the argument that, well, you gotta eat anyway, so, like, we can't cover your food expenses is not really fair because oh, yeah, that's not like, what I would be right. eating anyway. Oh, I see, yeah, this is, a, okay, so I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think meals should be covered because a lot of times, one, you don't have the option to cook. Right. Definitely not. So that's that's out of the window. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you're going to be spending more money. This is usually in a, like, a fancy city. Like Seattle, San Francisco, San Diego. It's got to be a hub. Right? Um, Chicago. Yeah. yeah. And so you usually travel like a distance. Um, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're I mean, not, luckily like, for me... My meals were covered, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Um, hopefully, if you go to a conference, your meals will be covered too. But because that to me yeah. is or almost can, my favorite you part. Can do of it. some like major networking. Yeah. Do they have like an equivalent for like research sugar daddy? Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be ideal. I mean, can you imagine? Like our oh. our, our lab group, I feel like has one, <laughs> but. Uh, it's, it's... <gasps> Your lab totally has a research right? sugar daddy. Yeah. Oh my god. But like, for some reason, I'm not on the list. <laughs> like, I don't really see, like, Do I don't you, ever see that Have you not impressed money. the sugar I haven't daddy. touched that at all. I, I've been like... What about your September paycheck? That was the only thing. Oh. And that wouldn't have happened if I had already finished graduated. up. Right, if I had yeah. graduated. Hmm. But there were so many, oppor- 
opportunities for me to be like, I have no money. What do I do? I'm applying for these things. I didn't get it. What's what's gonna happen? And it was like mm, literally tough, tough onesie. <laughs> yeah, that was a straight dude. Quote that once. was a straight quote. When the tough, pandemic was just onesie. beginning, and you were like, "What should I do?" Your advisor. Tough onesie. <laughs> that was. I think it. you're gonna have to think about that. <laughs> yeah. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I'd go. My Best. Goodness. Thanks. That's what we put up with. Can't really help you much since I'm rafting down the <laughs> Grand Canyon <laughs> during a goddamn pandemic. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, anyway, conferences are virtual this year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Reeling it back in. It back in. <laughs> um, Which sucks. Yeah, I totally regret. I totally yeah, regret. regret. Dude, uh, a few months ago. Okay, so real quick. Here's, here's how it works. Um, these conferences are held by different societies or organizations. So there's the... American Geophysical Union that has the biggest conference in geology every year called AGU. One of the biggest in the world. Yeah. Um, a relatively big one is the Geological Society of America called GSA. And so these each happen every year. And then, um, like, usually in fall and winter is when a lot of co- conferences are. And so sometime in the summer, they accept your, like, abstracts for you to, like, submit just a little summary of your research a talk you want to give or a poster you want to give, they accept it and then you go to present it. And this time, since it was a virtual and a lot of them are free, we were like, oh, cool. Like, let's submit our work. Great opportunity yes. to get your work out there and not have to travel, mm-hmm. not have to actually present virtual. What could be easier? Yeah, I could just wake up one day and suddenly I'm in the conference. <laughs> well, we thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, they're actually way more work than regular, I'm finding. We have to submit things a lot earlier because of possible technical difficulties online yeah, and for preparation. Yeah, which I didn't disclose that before. And so, like, the a deadline for when you have to submit your talk or poster or whatever is a month before the actual conference, which is never how it is. And they didn't tell you that until, like, two weeks before. Right. They're like, submit it! Here's a short notice, uh, and really me, important message. I'm a last minute person, so I hadn't even like conducted the data analysis yet. And so I scrambled, scrapped half the project, and like threw something together in a week because I had no choice. And it's not good, but it's it's going to get the job done. Yes. It looks pretty. I have two posters. Oh, it looks great. Thank yeah. you. Good template. Uh, <laughs> I straight up ripped off his template. He made his poster... And I actually have to make three for the same, like, two weeks of conferences since I have three presentations for two back-to-back ones. But um, he made his, and I was like, oh, I don't have time to come up with another design. That is beautiful. And so I just did straight up the exact same design for my work. Thank you. You're welcome. Nicely done. (laughs) (laughs) I was very proud of it. Um, My collaborators called it the top tier of poster design. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. Really? Yep. Why didn't you tell me that? Because I forgot. Oh. <laughs> you were in a meeting or something when oh. I got that email. Well, that's, uh, it was, that's the... Uh, it was Roxanne who said that. Oh. Yeah. Roxanne, thank you if you're listening. Yeah. Um, not my, my friend Roxanne from college who also sometimes listens. Oh, that's right. Hi to that Roxanne, yeah. too. Hi. Hi, Roxanne. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Roxanne. Um. <laughs> Every person who's named Roxanne. I'm sure they're so tired of hearing that. They're so sick of that song. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
time. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to address before we uh, dive into some... Oh, just I just want to tell the virtual conference people to knock it off. It's a pandemic. Well, I think here's what the, the there issue was. There needs to be more leniency. Um, there's a lot you can do virtually. And that, I think, is exciting to a lot of people who are very ambitious. Yes. However, However, when you have hundreds, maybe thousands of people who are trying to submit their research at the same time, mm-hmm. in, in a very, very, very timely fashion, basically short notice, uh, asking them to do a lot of different uh, technologically difficult mm-hmm. tasks yep. that aren't quite conducive to their own research and their presentation yeah. and whatever like, device they're using like is not make a... interactive slides for your poster we like, don't need what? that i i just i just did like a full-on research project that is a chapter of my dissertation right and now i have to learn how to like m- prepare a virtual presentation for an right. online format it should be <clears throat> you know pdf of the poster and that's it recorded yeah. That's it. And we could even do it live if, we, if yeah. we needed to. Participate in Zoom call, read out the poster, just like you would in a normal conference. Yeah. Or record it, upload it, done. Yeah. But there are a lot of things that need to be specified, and I don't know. Yeah. See, yeah, it's just when the administrative work or the technical stuff takes up more time than the actual content of the work in any situation it's really frustrating that's when you go back and you say maybe we should do this differently yeah is this worth it is this a time sink yes let's not now there are certain reasons like um uh certain accommodations that are trying to be made for people with disabilities mm-hmm. that yeah that's obviously not a that, waste of time that is obviously not a waste of time however there are various means in which we could yeah I mean, uh, what's the word? They need to hire someone who's an expert in like closed captioning, for example, to like put in captions for videos or to have some like automated caption service or and something. And we can type up the script, send it to Yeah, them. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm fine with typing totally up the script. Fine with that. But I spent like 3 days learning how to do closed captioning. Still can't do didn't, it. Didn't yeah. yeah, didn't succeed. I, I have not Someone's going to like contact us and be like, "You idiot, it takes 5 seconds." But Sorry, I'd gladly have, not that would be amazing if they contacted us and say, you idiot, it takes five seconds, because then I would have it. I'd have it done. <laughs> True. Um, all right. Now we can talk about murder. Murder. Ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, it's my week this week, and I have to thank our friend Kate for suggesting this murder Ooh. to me. Um, yeah, keep the suggestions coming. Yeah. Also, don't be afraid to, to give a suggestion to me, not just her. <laughs> <I> <laughs> it's been a it's been a tough one trying to find a lot of these. I stories. haven't had to pick my own murder since episode four. I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah, like I really appreciate it. So any suggestions you have that makes it a lot easier for me, and it's more fun to tell it when I know someone is gonna listen or because they want to yes. hear it. You know, she's doing my murder. <laughs> So my sources are Kate, um, a site called ID Crime Feed, and an AP News article. Wow. Uh, official, right? Wikipedia? No. Oh, no Wikipedia, no Wikipedia this time. Wikipedia, right? This Bravo. is so professional. I also watched an abbreviated version of the episode of Snapped that covers this story. That's cool. There's also an investigation discovery docuseries, or <laughs> true crime adjacent docuseries, called Twisted Sisters that tells the story in one of their episodes. 
I feel like I've heard that. And apparently, this is produced by Khloe Kardashian, which is kind of weird, right? Whoa. Yeah, maybe she's a true crime fan. I highly doubt that she has any um, ties to this actual story, though, since it happened when she was 14, and it takes place in Grant's Pass, Oregon, which has nothing to do with any of the Kardashians, I don't think. What was, um, the, what was the place called again? Grant's Pass, Grant's Oregon. Grant's Pass. Mm-hmm. All right. I actually know Grant's Pass pretty well, since my grandparents lived there, and my aunts on my mom's side have lived in that area for decades, and so pretty much every summer, for as long as I can remember, we would visit Grant's Pass, and it's really pretty. It's super rural. Uh, it's in southern Oregon. The Row River flows right by it. There's a lot of like outdoorsy things to do. You know how I always tell you we should go jet boating in Oregon when we visit? Jet boating? Yeah. What is jet boating? I've explained this to you <laughs> like so many times. Like jet ski? No, no. Uh, it's this boat with all of these rows. Oh. And I'm like, it's really cool because you like go down the river and then you have dinner. And they do like spins and cool things. And so it's like kind of a wild ride. And they also give you a tour. That's where I've seen the bald eagles. What is the difference? Okay, so what is the difference between a jet boat and a normal boat? Is it just... Um, it's jetted, so it can go really fast. It's like a speedboat, but it's huge. Like, like you can fit oh, 100 a people one. on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. That, that's where I got yeah. confused. You, we'll right. put a picture on our Instagram. It's called Hell's Gate Jet Boating, Jet Boat Excursions. Cool. It's, yeah, now I'm just talking about, like, the things to do in Grant's Pass. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the whole point there is that it's, like, outdoorsy and cute and quaint everybody knows everybody sounds like Oregon yeah and every time we visit we go to the same restaurant for like 20 years because it's the only option shout mm-hmm. out top rock girl delicious um but unfortunately that is the extent of all the good things that the story is going to include right there wow so bummer I'm gonna jump right into it okay Stay. we're gonna start like in in the middle of it. Like, it's already happened. We're going to start in the middle, and then we're going to slowly work our way back, back to the beginning. We're going to start in the middle. We're going to go start, back. Start, we're going to jump forward. Right, we'll start piecing together and then parts of the we're end. Tell the story. While slowly going back to the middle. You're, you're kidding, but I'm not. It's like usual suspects. Yes. Okay. On November 5th, 1998, police are called to a family home in Central Grants Pass. The home belongs to Lynn and David Green, and it was David that called the police from a neighbor's house. He tells the dispatcher that he and his family members have all been shot. The police arrive, and when they enter... He was shot too? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. The police arrive, and when they enter Lynn and David's home, they find their son, two-year-old Nathaniel Green, slumped in his high chair, covered in blood, and then right near him is Lynn's body, lying on the kitchen floor. They've both been shot, How- as David said. Uh, so it's it's just Lynn and the they, son? Yeah, uh, yes. Lynn is pronounced dead at the scene, but Nathaniel and David are both rushed to the hospital. David's gunshot wound, the dad, was in the back of the shoulder, and Nathaniel, the two-year-old, undergoes surgery that saves his life, and um, he ends up being paralyzed from the chest down as a result of the gunshot wound, but he lives, which nobody expected that. So... As the police investigate the crime scene, they find a message written in blood in the hallway of the home that says, Trust in Jesus. Okay. Okay. So that... Whoa. whoa. That's a sign from Jesus right there. I wonder if if they can hear that. (laughs) So, okay. We're going to leave that there for a moment. Just let that simmer in your mind. (laughs) So that we can introduce our friends Sharon and Deborah Halstead. They're sisters. 
and they're friends of Lynn and David since they're all Seventh-day Adventists. So, assumedly, presumably, they all go to church together. And so that's Seventh-day Adventists. Mm-hmm. I'll get to Help that. Help me out. What is yeah, it? What I'll, is I'll that? get to that. Oh, okay. So, Sharon has two sons, nine-year-old Leo and 12-year-old Michael. I've always liked the name Leo. It's cute. Um, Sharon and her sons had recently moved back to Grants Pass from Los Angeles. I don't know why. It doesn't say. And Sharon and Deborah had been raised in the Seventh-day Adventist church. And so here's the definition for you. Straight from Wikipedia. Oh, I guess I did use Wikipedia. Ha-ha! Damn it. Okay. Never fails. Not for the murder itself, but I was doing background research for context. So. I mean, that that's sounds... that's honestly the best way to use Wikipedia. Yeah. It's like, I can't find this anywhere else. Wikipedia, yeah, thank you. Cool. Yeah. It's like, I just need a quick definition. Thank you. I think that's what it's for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... The Seventh-day Adventist Church is a Christian denomination that is best known for its teaching that Saturday, rather than Sunday, is the Sabbath. Okay. Uh, that's, it's, it's, that's cool. It's, yeah. All right. That's not the only thing. I don't know why they said best known. Like, there's definitely more to it. <laughs> so, in addition, the group believes that the second coming, or advent, of Jesus Christ is imminent. Seventh-day Adventists... Well, I mean, have you seen 2020? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They uh, knew something we didn't. They're also known for their groundbreaking teachings regarding diet and health, their assertion that the dead are in an unconscious state, and the belief that Jesus is currently performing an investigative judgment in heaven. Okay. I don't know what any of that means. So, there actually, honestly, not much of that seems too uh, radical. Okay. That was- except for the unconscious dead part. Oh, for me, it's the Saturday. I can't get past that. <laughs> Oh, Sunday is the Lord's hey, day. Saturdays are for the Adventists. <laughs> the let me tell you. Sunday he rested. Explain. Um. Okay. Well, so let me let me keep reading here though. Okay. One more. Adventists believe that humanity is in the middle of a quote unquote great controversy between Jesus Christ and Satan, and that this controversy is a dramatic cosmic struggle which is being acted out upon planet Earth, affecting all human beings who have ever existed. Adventists teach that evil began in heaven when the angel Lucifer, Satan, rebelled against the law of God. Okay, so this is the basis for the Seventh-day Adventist church, okay? All of this stuff, um, which is what makes it like a Protestant form denomination of Christianity. Um, But there are also offshoots of this denomination, and Deborah and Sharon are part of this like offshoot subgroup of Seventh-day Adventists. So, radical Seventh-day Adventists. Um, yes. I don't know which direction that it would be considered them taking it, though. Extremists? Yeah, I guess extremists is a better word. Because they take this, um, this teaching about, like, the great controversy a step further. They believe in evil angels who only do evil things. And then it's up to the people to follow the, the law of God and do everything they can to stop evil angels or anything controlled by evil forces. Because when you stop them, you're on the right side, right? Like, you're helping the side of God instead of Satan's side. And so you'd be, like, winning the great controversy between Jesus and Satan. Right. I guess. And if you're not, then you're, then you're automatically bad. you to Satan. Huh. Right? I, I mean, it makes, it makes sense. <laughs> However, uh, seems like a very challenging way to live your life. To quote Omarosa, did you just want to say that? I did. 
We watched that on um the like clip of Omarosa saying Jesus ain't say that about who are they talking about? Mike Pence. Yeah, about Mike Pence recently. It's so good. We'll try and put the clip on our Instagram. Um but <laughs> I just realized that you did a religious one last week. Yeah, this is as soon as you started I forgot yeah. that. Okay, I'm definitely not copying you because Kate suggested this and I didn't even know it was religious at first. But it's kinda cool, right? No, it's great. Yeah. Keep going. Um, and we just watched The Devil All the Time last night. So we have this, like, religion darkness theme. Yes. Uh, we should talk about it. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just always darkness. <laughs> okay, so anyway, this particular offshoot of Seventh-day Adventistism. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call that? Like Adventism? It, really? I don't know. Look it up yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I'm just going to say like the offshoot of it. Can we come up with a name? That'd be kind of cool. Branch Davidian. (laughs) That's already a thing. Yeah, I know. Seventh day Advent time. Oh, that's cool. Right? Yeah, I like that. Okay. It's Advent time. So Sharon and Deborah belong to this. And they think that God can speak directly to members of this faith. And that some people in this faith can tell who is controlled by evil forces. Ooh. And so that is where it gets a little yeah. dicey for, I think everybody. You know, once you start, you once you start like, assuming certain people are, as soon as anyone's like, well, it's between me and God. God then, told me this, therefore like, I need to, Oh, oh. that gets a little scary. I'm done with that. Like I thought when the Bible ended that like God didn't communicate anymore through people. Oh, really? the whole, I don't know, but the whole whole Bible is about like speaking to people, like God telling. Matthew yeah, otherwise, this, otherwise, Matthew that's this, you know, and, you that's know? an interesting thought, because the Bible ends. Right. If, if God was speaking through people, mm-hmm. They'd be then the Bible. the Bible would be an ongoing written document, right? right? It would just continue and continue and evolve and, and evolve and there evolve. There would probably be fewer cult documentaries because it would just be like. Oh, God speaking to us again, and not like, oh my God, look oh. at the horror that happened here because this dude thought God was speaking. Good to news, God finally came up with some things that aren't uh, disadvantageous to groups of people. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So apparently, Leo, remember nine-year-old Leo, Sharon's son. Oh, I remember him. Um, he is one of these people who has this gift. And so he tells his mom that he can tell who is totaled, which is their term for someone who is totally controlled by evil forces. That is hilarious. <laughs> right? I laughed when I read like that. A, like time. a Corolla. <laughs> They're totally they totaled my Civic. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Like, that's already a term. Pick something else. Well, so, it's just so funny when, when we're talking about, like, the divine and... Mm-hmm. spiritual reality and it's like i'm gonna use a term that's straight from like car insurance <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> like, right? like you might as well say wrecked uh, yeah <laughs> okay so sharon and deborah believe him and they're like yeah it makes total sense that nine-year-old leo is being told by god who is good and who is evil sounds good we should listen to him and we should do whatever he says because god is speaking through him and we are fighting against Satan and all that is evil. How old is he again? Nine. Nine. Okay. Nine I, I kept thinking nine months. So that's why I was like, this is impossible. <laughs> this is Im- What is he saying? Wait, wait. <laughs> 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 
would have been better. It would have been great. Oh. Um, what is he? What is he saying? Should I just start pretending that he was nine? Oh. <laughs> well, no, I might make no. the story even. Yeah. So, um, if you if you listen to Leo, he'll tell you like who is evil and what we should do about it. And this was called the naked truth. I could have looked up more on that term to tell you like. Don't want to don't want to look that up was, though. But exactly, I want you, <laughs> and so you can always look it up yourself. Yes. Naked if you truth. if you dare, just Google naked, <laughs> naked truth. truth. Do it. Um. Okay. So let's return to the investigation we started with. Authorities are looking into the intended family murder of the Greens, which resulted in the death of Lynn and the critical injuring of David and little Nathaniel. And so far, the only thing that detectives have to go on is the trust in Jesus note in blood. They're thinking like, you know, some type of weird like fallen angel religious connection um but they soon make a connection between this murder and a murder that took place a few days prior in clackamas county oregon which is way up in northern oregon like straight north of jackson county which is where grants pass is located so if you drove almost the full length of the state from southern to northern oregon you'd basically be driving from jackson county to clackamas all the way at the other end um, so just a few days before Lynn was killed, 59-year-old Marston Lemka was shot and killed. Marston worked at a ranch, uh, he worked as a ranch hand in Newburgh, and there weren't any suspects for his murder yet. But whoever killed him had reportedly stolen his red truck, a horse trailer, and a horse. And guess what? This red truck and trailer were found in Grants Pass, parked near David and Lynn Green's house. So now they have a But there was no, there's no, like, message, there's no Not bloody... Not that I know of. Okay, so the, the connection is just the fact that that truck and horse yeah. exists near the murder scene. The yeah. next murder scene. The next murder scene. Okay. So, um, they look into this further. Some time goes by, and it's hard to tell what details, like, allow them to make the connections, but they eventually were able to arrest the Halstead sisters who pretty quickly admitted that they were responsible for Lynn and Marston's murders. Whoa, 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 whoa. So this other guy, nothing happens with him, but the Halstead sisters, they get arrested. What other guy? The truck. Okay, wait. I think, did I, did I not say something? So Marston... Lemko was shot and killed in Clackamas County, Oregon. Mm-hmm. I said that part. Marston worked as a ranch hand, and there weren't any suspects for his murder yet. Oh, so the suspects, we're thinking the suspects are the Halstead sisters. Yeah. Got it. I thought it was. I thought there was like no, another person. There's no know. guy or anything like that. Got it. And so the only connection was that Marston was killed, his truck and trailer are missing, and then his truck and trailer are found a few days later in Grants Pass. And so whoever killed him had traveled from there... Um, or had gone there to kill him, stole his stuff, came back to Grants Pass. And then, a couple days later, two people, or one person in Grants Pass is killed. Mm-hmm. So they know it's the same person. Like, whoever had this truck is the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, since it's 1998, and they're able to, assumably, do DNA stuff, um, that's what leads to the arrest of, of um, Sharon and Deborah Halstead. Damn. So they pretty quickly admit that they're responsible for these murders, and Sharon was adamant that her son, Leo, ordered that a man, quote, from Clackamas County be killed because it was an order from God. 
and then that the whole Green family be executed. He told his mom that these people were all totaled, and the only way to get rid of this evil was to kill all of them. So Sharon drove up to Clackamas County and shot Marston, and then a few days later entered David and Lynn's home with her two sons and sister present to kill the Green family. And so apparently the order of events there is that they enter the home, um, and I think that they just let them in because they're friends, right? They know each other. And so they're like, oh, they're here to visit. But David senses something is weird, like they might have been started saying something or whatever. So he slips out to call the police from the neighbor's house. But as he's leaving, um, Sharon shoots him in the back, in his shoulder. And so he, like, keeps going, limps off to his neighbor and makes the phone call to the police. And while he's gone, Lynn and Nathaniel are shot, and Lynn dies. So technically he left before either of them were harmed. And I know he was going to get help, and, like, good thing he did because it ended up, like, saving Nathaniel's life and his life. Mm-hmm. But also it's, like, I I almost, like, wish he hadn't have gone. You know, like, I wish he, like, could have, like, knocked Sharon in the head with something. You know? Yeah. Like, so he, he wasn't was, in the house. Right, but he was going before she before he knew she had a weapon. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's the well, kicker. Well, yeah. Yeah. And he got shot in the process. Right. Maybe, like, yeah. I, I don't know what you would think. If you were him. Like, I guess you wouldn't think, oh, they're probably going to shoot my wife and baby now. I mean, if he was worried for them and their safety, he wouldn't leave. I, well, I mean, I'm just trying to put myself in the situation. If I thought I need to go ask for help, I would say we should all go ask for help. Yeah. Right? The problem is, who's the person who ordered all of this? The Leo? son? The nine-year-old Leo. And Leo is who's? Sharon. Sharon and... Mm-hmm. Okay. Sh- Sharon... Um, is the mom of her two sons, Leo and Michael. Leo is the one who's this prophecy, right. apparently. Right. Um, and uh, Deborah is the sister. Right. And so Deborah, Michael, Leo, and Sharon are all in on it. Yeah, and they I over just. To Lynn and David's. I don't want to, because I don't want to put any blame yeah, on him. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to blame him at all. Obviously, like he did the right thing, but it just. It sucks because, like, he left thought, like, thinking he was doing the right thing. But like, he maybe left he thought with the, the people worst he was of, yeah. yeah. Like, maybe he thought that that was the worst of it, though, that he was going to get shot. I don't know. No, he probably thought, like... Yeah, I mean... He, he, who knows what he... Yeah. he was, it's just what, weird. What are we doing? It's, it's weird, yeah. though. Um, so, Leo tells authorities that he was acting on behalf of God... But it's hard to say if he really said this, like if he felt this and told his mom, or if that's what his mom and aunt told him to say. This is another thing, actually, and I, I'm sorry, like, for, I might be interrupting you here. But no, like, no, no, go ahead. I think people need to also remember that you can call 911 and just leave it. Like, you can call 911 oh, yeah. and just leave it, leave the call running in your they, pocket. They have to. Right. Yeah. So, like, they if you're afraid of, like, tipping off the fact that you're calling the police, mm-hmm. you don't have to do that. Yeah. You don't have to say, hi, I'm call- please help me, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, out loud. You could just call and let it Yeah. Let That's it why it's so bad to prank call, because they have to yeah. deal with it. They can't yeah. ignore a call, even if there's nobody on the line. And they might be able to hear what's going on, too, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, so... Well, yeah, they didn't have cell phones in, at this time. So he, like, he was going to use a landline. He might have not had access to a phone in the room or something, and so he thought it would be easier to just, like, slip out. 
Yeah. You know? It would have been. It would have been. Oh, it would yeah. have been so much better if he just if he had a landline. I know, like right there. Like in his house, and he yeah. just nine one one, boom, put yeah. the phone it's down. It's hard to say what prompted him to like leave to call the police. I would because not because nobody was threatened or um, shot yet, and so it's interesting that he's like not interesting as in suspicious at all. Like I'm not blaming or suspecting him of anything. But it's I have just, a I'm theory. trying to picture why I have he a headed theory. out. Here. they're between them so like okay let's say whatever they're at the house they're hanging out they're doing whatever you know uh wife and kid are in a room together like mm-hmm. doing something maybe like they were in the kitchen I don't know. oh they're in the kitchen mm-hmm. they're i don't know maybe they're eating or something mm-hmm. and he like maybe is doing something like oh i need to go do this in this in the living room or something or maybe i need to go outside to go do something and then something happens where he goes, oh, crap, mm-hmm. this doesn't look right. Yeah. And he's in a position where he's not close to them. Yeah. So his thought process is, I can't go back in mm-hmm. to whatever, but I see that the neighbors are right there. Maybe if I could call for help or run over to them real quick, yeah. they could call 911. And right when he thought that moment, that's yeah. when she pulls out the gun and shoots it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe he didn't go past them. Mm-hmm. Or didn't separate from them. Maybe he was already separated to begin with. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and he actually had no idea that um, his wife got shot. Yeah. All he knew was that he got shot, like the authorities come mm-hmm. for him, and when he's at the hospital, after he regains consciousness, he tells authorities that they should go like check on his wife and son. And they're like, oh, bud, like bad news. Yeesh. Yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah, so Leo, you know, tells authorities that why he was doing this, and he was, um, trying to deal with people that were totaled, and that's what God told him to do. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, I think his mom somehow manipulated or convinced him to say that. Right? Because you know how you can, like, feed young kids? Oh, I just can't imagine a kid coming up with that. Yeah, right? Like, there's something really wrong. And nine seems too young to... I was nine. The only thing I think of is, like, did you see the last Spongebob episode? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Patrick Patrick said Texas was stupid. (laughs) What a sophisticated young man already plotting murders of totaled individuals. It's like, I I don't... I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Unless it's, like, a horror movie. And it's that thing I hate. You know, creepy kids. And if she's saying, well, you know, my son told me to... Really? You're going to rat out your son? Right? Yeah. How messed up is that? Uh, <laughs> Even if your son did do that, you'd yeah, say, no, it was point. all me. I'm, I'm not... That, what? Well, okay, so maybe she it ha- it has herself convinced. Like, there might be something wrong there. That she has herself convinced. And she believes... <laughs> Daily diagnosis. Daily diagnosis. Schizophrenia. Um, so anyway... She, like, can't stop saying, um, during her confession or during her trial, I don't know, but that she was so worried that her whole family would become totaled themselves if they didn't take care of this. And so she says that that's why she had to, like, Leo was the one that saw it, and she had to go through with it to make sure, like, to protect her family. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that's pure bullshit, or she had some type of, like, 
condition where she was like convinced of that. Well, Either way, it's based not true. On the actual <laughs> events that happened, I think, I think she believes it. I think she does too. Like because I think what, there's something the other twisted. No, no other she didn't. She didn't know that. Although, like driving all the way up to Clackamas County <laughs> is so far. It's not like a town over. It's the entire length of the state. And then she didn't know the person. And so why would you drive all that way to shoot a random person and then drive home? You know? Because you're crazy. <laughs> There's something not... Yeah, okay. I think I think we got to the bottom of it. We're a medical professional. I don't think I mean, it takes an expert on this one. <laughs> um, so she's the one that did the shooting both times. Deborah is the accomplice. So Sharon pleads guilty to aggravated murder. And she's given 75 years in prison without the possibility of parole. Are you sure parole. it's not... Uh... Wanton, wanton endangerment. Wanton oh my god! Yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah, God, awful. Um, and so she's incarcerated at Coffee Creek Correctional Facility, which just sounds absolutely delightful. <laughs> like I love coffee, and you I love stop creeks. by and uh, see like, what they got. Coffee Creek, yeah. like oh my god, you guys have pumpkin they, spice. Do y'all sell pastries? <laughs> <laughs> coffee cake. Um, but I guess I don't love corrections so much. But how nice is that alliteration? Coffee Creek Correctional beautiful right. <laughs> who um, doesn't love good alliteration right it's not cute though i looked it up it's not as cute as where um catherine knight was oh, yeah. yeah that was a lovely bungalow Quaint. of a prison uh it's in wilsonville oregon which is just like 20 minutes south of portland and it's a minimum to medium security prison so they don't think she's gonna hurt anyone else i feel like that's so on brand that this place just outside of portland is Coffee Creek. Coffee Creek. Uh, like barista. <laughs> barista uh, themed. You know I mean? like, it looks like a Starbucks outside. Yeah. But like not just an off brand. Yeah. You know, like local. Yeah, like caribou coffee. Yeah. Um, How fitting is that? So. I commend that correction. <laughs> I commend facility. the correction. Deborah, <laughs> the sister, also pleads guilty, but she's only charged with conspiracy to murder. She serves her time, and she is also um, off parole, so she's not is even on parole Is there mental health counseling involved at all here? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and for the sons, too, because they're 9 and 12, so they don't go to prison or anything, um, but they're, like, in a, like, mental rehabilitation center mm-hmm. for years. Is there any investigation in the uh, religious group? Um, so I couldn't find anything about it, but I think if you were to watch one of those documentaries that I mentioned at the beginning, you would be able to see. Got it. Um, but that is the story of the Halstead sisters and their culty murder schemes. Woo, dude, keep these cults coming, man. (laughs) Gotta love a cult. Wow. Right? Cult coffee corrections. Cult (laughs) coffee corrections. Conferences. Conferences. Let's go. That's our episode. Um, alliteration. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Kate. Kate from Kate. Kate. Holy. And she spells it with a C. My goodness. Should we go by a lottery doesn't ticket? Get better. <laughs> She's the third letter of the alphabet. It's going to be three, 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 three. That's also Kate's jersey number and my jersey number. There you go. It's meant to be. Oh. And it's the year 2020. Oh. That has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, nice try. Yeah. <laughs> Um, did you like my murder? I thought it was great. Thank you. I I came up with it myself. I wrote it. Oh, yeah? It was all fake. Fiction? What if I just wrote that story? Um, I'd have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> There's some plot holes in it, actually, so it wouldn't be good if I wrote it. 
There, yeah, there were a couple of moments where I was like, this did happen, right? Yeah, when, no, when, no. With, with the, uh, the what, weird, what part? Well, the weird, like, this person in this other town. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, hold on. How is this related? <laughs> um, well, that's just it. It's because they, what they had in common is they were both totaled. How did this nine-year-old totaled know sounds about like, Clackamas totaled County? sounds like, uh, uh, how you would describe your friend after y'all just went on a bar crawl. <sighs> <laughs> doesn't dude they're so totaled. they're so he's totaled, totally total dude totaled. <laughs> <laughs> um cool do you have any more post game post game show post game show what yeah post murder anal- analysis uh, <laughs> jesus christ analysis you know I, I thought the defense was a little flat <laughs> uh. <laughs> um i meant like thoughts on the murder or should we move on to our last segment of the night well i just hate when people get kids involved uh yeah oh things that they can't speaking of getting kids involved let's just come on come on should we talk about what we watched should we make some recommendations before we go into our ones gotta go um the devil all the time that one that one but um also american murder oh my goodness yeah um, it's a great documentary on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. It's called American Murder, The Family Next Door, and it just came out, like, days ago. I think ago. a lot of people will recognize the story. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was released September 30th, so it, it's brand new. Um, you might have heard the story or seen the footage, like, bits and pieces of footage before, because you had, right? Oh, yeah. Um, or if you're It's familiar, a famous case. If you're familiar with the Watts family murders... Um, then you know exactly what this is. I'm not going to say any more in case you don't know, because I don't want to spoil it. I was unfamiliar, but Jesus Christ, this is a heavy story. Yes. The documentary is really well done. They have, like, amazing footage in it, which is nice because there's no reenactments and there's no, um, it's not very much interview. It's all, like, police body cam footage and, um, the... News footage. And news footage and the woman... In it, documented so many things on Facebook videos, and so you, like, get to watch things happen. There are also some amazing drone shots of, uh... Yeah. Some key locations that are pretty but cool it, to me. It, um, frustrates me when you watch a documentary, and it's 50% cheesy reenactment and 50% interview with someone just sitting down and talking about it. And so this is none of that. Like, you get to see it actually. Oh, you're part of it. This is this yeah. is one of those few documentaries where you're like, I am I part of this investigation? Oh, and I was on edge the whole time. I was like sitting forward, like, oh my god, what happened? It's great. And you can predict, or you might already know, but either way, like the way they lay it out is just chilling. It's an awful, awful thing. Definitely, like, don't watch it if you're like sensitive to heavy things. Don't watch it like by yourself or at night or anything because it's bad. Right. Yeah. Um, there's like a trigger warning for child murder it's emotional yeah that's why that's what reminded me of this not that there's child murder in my story but it involves children and it's about murder so yeah i just hate when when yeah don't drag kids into it come on leave them alone they're not prophets or shouldn't be victims of anything yeah well done thank you okay shall we move on sure one's gotta go one's gotta go um, we're titling this Your Mom's Favorites. Not your mom. Everyone's mom's. Everyone's, Everyone's mom's mom. favorite. The general mom. 
So it's Tom Hanks, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, and George Clooney. One's gotta go. We're not killing them off. We're just saying, like, one doesn't have an acting Gotta career. live without them. Yeah. Like, we don't, they're, he's they're not famous to us. Wiped off the face of the earth. Don't <laughs> exist anymore. Well, no. Like, but he can continue existing just as a normal person. Because I don't what? want it to sound like we're, like, taking out one of these people. No, I mean, no, it's not like taking out. It's as if we're, were, ta- we're pretending as if they were never, they never existed. Okay. Yeah. I have my answer. I was quick. Do we even <laughs> go through them? Yeah, let's go through them. Okay. All right, number one. Tom Bachelor Hanks. number one. Tom, Tom Hanks. Thomas Hanks. Um. Amazing. COVID survivor. Oh, yeah, he is a COVID survivor. <laughs> amazing actor, amazing movies. Uh, America's sweetheart. Yeah, he's America's definitely like dad. he's definitely like what you think of when you picture like who's the face of America. Mm-hmm. Like the good, like a good representation of America. Yeah, I think and like Tom Hanks. He just seems like a great guy in every possible way. Can't say anything bad about him. I don't know him, mm-hmm. but I'd like to meet him. Yeah. Yeah. Like if he's my uncle, I'd be thrilled. That'd be cool. You know? Yeah. Um. Okay. More thoughts, or is that yeah, it for Tom? We, we can move on. The Rock? Keep it quick. Also a COVID survivor. Well, we talk about, like, everyone's mom's favorite person. Yeah. This is... I mean, I have a little man crush on The Rock, on too. The Rock? Who doesn't? Yeah. The guy does everything. He does it all. And he's always, like, such a warm-hearted person. Yeah, and he is so buff. Like, follow him <laughs> on Instagram. He's so crazy buff, but not... <laughs> he's a tank. But not in a way that you're like, ew. Because a lot of people... I mean, he can, get, he can get a little, like... I mean, he's... He gets a yeah, overboard. he's like... Well, that's why he's called him The Rock. I, yeah. mean, I was about to describe him as looking like a boulder, but... He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, you know, he's like kind of like a boulder. Um, but... But he's not like... Gr- I don't know. I don't no, he's not he's one of those gross bodybuilders who so you're like, please stop. Like, <laughs> like, they make bigger t-shirts, man. Come on. Um... And yeah. he's, he's a very humble person and so a lot humble. of respect. Great dad. Such a hard worker. Yeah. He also, much like yourself, Z, has recently endorsed Joe Biden. Yes, he did. <laughs> he and I are uh, were on the you, same Were page. you like waiting to decide who you'd vote for oh, and then you saw the rock endorse as... Joe and you're like, oh, okay, I guess that's my pick. <laughs> well, it looks like I gotta vote for Biden. <laughs> um... I actually told my mom one day, I think it was the last, the last election, I was like, can I write in Dwayne The Rock Johnson? <laughs> Oh, for a while, wasn't he, like, He was thinking about it. Think about it? Yeah, he was thinking about he it. Thought, he thought right. You know? He thought right to not? Yes. Yeah, yes. Definitely. He doesn't want that smoke. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Denzel Washington. What a cool guy. One of the better actors on this list. Yeah. Because, like, I love The Rock, but is, like, would I say he's one of the great actors of our time? Well, no, I mean, no. he's not really... Yeah, he, that's not his thing. No. But, like, you know, Denzel is definitely known for his acting. Um, also can't say anything bad about him. He just seems so cool. He seems like... God, he's one again, of those I'd love to, like, run into at the bar. Yeah, again, if he were my uncle, I would be like, this is my dope uncle Denzel. Yes. Um, Morgan Freeman. Oh, he's God. Yeah. The voice of... A thousand angels. Like if I together. like I'm not very religious, mm-hmm. but if I was, it wouldn't he? I, I feel like 
That's what he God might sounds be, like. He might be God. You want to talk about God speaking to you? Listen to Morgan Freeman. Yeah, listen to Morgan it's Freeman. Cool. <laughs> what was that? I think my knee just <laughs> disintegrated. <you> okay? <laughs> that extremely loud thud was Z's knee hitting his desk oh. very hard. <laughs> are you Medic. Are you alright? Medic! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, where were we? That like Morgan knocked Freeman. me out of this decade. Oh yeah, Morgan Freeman. Also, he seems to defy age. Yes, like he's like he's, he, he looks he looks older, old, but but in terms of like stature and like grace. Oh yeah, what a just graceful get, He gets human more being. of it as he gets older. Um, and everything he's in is the best. George Clooney. Well, I, I feel like this was one you had to put in because when we think of, like, everyone's moms... Mom. He's, like, the the mom favorite, for sure. The mom crush. Yeah. Dashing. Mom crush. Da- yeah, he... Gentleman. He definitely gets better with age, too. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, no one that. cares about, like, George Clooney with all dark hair. Right? When was the last time you saw a picture of that? Did he ever have dark hair? <laughs> he was born salt and pepper. <laughs> Did Anderson Cooper ever have dark hair? Did, oh, we should put Anderson Cooper on this list. <laughs> now that would be your list. Now, yeah, my, my list of mom crushes is just Anderson Cooper. Uh, that silver fox. That silver fox. <laughs> no, like, if I had a son, I would want it to be Anderson Cooper. That's what I feel. Which is weird, because I just said... I'm, I'm going to take it back, because I just said... <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like... Like he's you such want a the best, nice you want professional. The best, you want the best for your son. Yeah, nice looking man. And yeah, and I, if I, I could it. like design my own son, like as an adult, like if I were an old woman and my son grew up to be Anderson Cooper, I would be like, this is this is it. I yeah, I'm good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well done, uh, Gloria. That was his mother's name. Um, Gloria Vanderbilt. Oh, that, okay. <laughs> you know she's famous. Other band. Okay. Anyway, George Clooney, what are your thoughts, see? Yeah. I mean, he's like the, when I think of every mom mm-hmm. crush, like that, that's who they like. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What has he been in recently? I'm trying to think of like a recent George Clooney performance, and I can't. Uh, there was something, I just can't remember what it was. Was he in the... Descent? You looking it up? Uh, yes. Oh, um, I want to show you a picture of the family, too. Oh. Oh, whoa. Look at this picture of George Clooney. He did have dark hair. Dark, wavy, curly hair. Oh my hair. god, he has curly hair. Yeah, you're and right. And like he, a little... He, he, age, he ages well. That is not... I don't like young I don't Clooney. like George Young... I'm George Young Clooney either. <laughs> um, okay, we gotta start... We gotta start, like, narrowing this down, though. We, we got to everyone, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll put these on our Instagram so that you can see what young George Clooney looked like. But age has done him well. Yikes. Okay. Um, Success. I'm definitely keeping Tom Hanks on there. Yeah, of course. And The Rock, I think, too. Oh, yeah. Ooh, this is difficult. Who's left? Morgan Freeman and George Clooney and, and Denzel. Denzel. Denzel's so cool, man. Yeah. He's so, like, suave. Yeah. And same thing. Like, in ten years, Denzel will still be suave. 
I'm there guessing. was a movie he was in that did not paint him well. What was that? Flight? Oh, yeah. Is oh, that what man. Called? Yeah. That's the only reason why I was, like, yeah. hesitant. Because I was like, yeah. Ugh. They made he him... was like an alcoholic pilot, right? He was an alcoholic, and he was... I think he... Was there was cocaine involved, too? Yeah. But he, like, saves the... Oh, I mean, he does an okay. amazing job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But there's a whole investigation. Yeah. And... I didn't see the movie. <laughs> I'm just reading the Wikipedia right now. But is it, it was good? a good movie. Should I watch it? I liked it? it. Okay. Um, well, I have my pick. Should I just say it? Or, or do you want to say talk it. through it? To, for off... Off yeah. the face of the earth, George Clooney. Whoa, really? Yeah. What's your What's yours? I was gonna say Morgan Freeman. <gasps> you were gonna take Morgan Freeman off this planet? Well, just because I think of Mom Crush. We were watching a more, like Mom's favorite, and I think that he's more like. Yes, but okay. Wait, sorry. Go ahead. I don't know. I was gonna say he's more like the companion, and not like. <laughs> they're obsessed with yeah like less on the sex appeal and more on the like admiration right but i think this list is both of those it is because like, he's last on the list on your list yeah he's last on my list so you i mean i love as a mom Martin. in this situation are saying no to Keep in mind this is a tough position for me to be in yeah i think for me this list is more about just like distinguished man that is like good, like really good at what they do, like maybe maybe a little bit or a lot good looking, but also just like really admirable and someone your your mom would like want to be around. You know, like everyone's mom talks about Tom Hanks or Denzel or whatever, and and so we just like made this list based on who do our moms like, who do other people's moms like. I don't know. My mom yeah, I just know. Well, how old is Morgan Morgan Freeman? He's like eighty. See, there, that's a little. I, that's He's getting true. up there. Getting up there. I guess George Clooney is Actually, like the iconic up. mom How thing. Is he? My guess is eighty-two. My guess is a, a little bit higher. Stand by. Um, eighty-three. Eighty-three. <laughs> there you go. A little bit higher. But he just turned eighty-three <laughs> this summer, so close. I mean, he's eighty-three. Some people's moms are 83. Not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, do that I could be to... our our that could be our mom's dad. Yes. Um okay. All right. So are are you going to have to convince I, me? I this was me trying to convince you. Mhm. Has it worked? Well, now I feel bad though because I feel like we shouldn't have included Morgan if this was like mom's crush. Well, that's the way I was taking it. Oh. Everyone, everyone has their different uh, strategies. Okay. okay. So I guess in that, if we're thinking of like most commonly crushed on by mothers everywhere, I guess we would take Morgan off the list and replace it with Anderson Cooper. <laughs> and then we vote. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Consensus. Woo! Sorry, Morgan Freeman. Sorry, Morgan. Sorry, sorry I God. still love you. Yeah, sorry, you sorry. just voted off God. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet. Let's wrap. Right? Is that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, follow us on Instagram. Yeah, Murder Grads. Murder Grads. We'll be 
uh, here next Sunday night for your regularly scheduled murder programming. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. Nope. Yeah, no one's going no anywhere. No one's going anywhere. Welcome to the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, if you're late to the pandemic, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. And also, winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> That should be the new, like, COVID uh The COVID slogan. protocol is just winter, winter is coming. Winter is coming. Bye. Bye-bye.